Laura. And I'm Lisa. And this is the Paid Media Playbook, where we talk to marketing professionals about their challenges, tactics, and triumphs. Join us here at Double Z Media for weekly conversations about media strategies for marketing leaders. Hello, and welcome to the Paid Media Playbook. Media Strategies for Marketing Leaders. I'm Laura Siz. And I'm Lisa Wakellis. And Laura, I thought we would do something a little different today, if you don't mind. Sure. You have eons of paid media experience, but in January of 2020, you also became an entrepreneur. And I was wondering if you wouldn't mind answering a few questions about my cat shouting at us. Exactly. I was uh, going to say, well, maybe your cat uh, has something to say about it, apparently. But also, if you'd answer some questions about starting your own agency and all of the work that that entailed. Sure, I guess I can do that. <laughs> so I was first wondering how your career experiences before you're owning your own agency sort of prepared you for that? I would say because I was at a smaller agency that I ended up wearing all the hats that are required in an agency, as opposed to being at a much larger agency where you're kind of have one discipline and you get really good at it. This was having a lot of disciplines and having to get good at it because you're the one doing everything. So yeah, I think that really prepared me is getting in an agency that's nimble and kind of a medium size so that you're able to do a lot of different things, account management, media placement. I brought in digital. So all of those things, I kind of had to be the catalyst to make happen. That really showed me that I can't not do that. I can't not bring in new things and try new stuff. So I can't depend necessarily on somebody else to allow me to do that. It's nice now not to have to ask permission to do things. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Can you give me an example of one of the new things you've tried? Well, I would say incorporating uh, a digital dashboard is really helpful. And I think everybody's doing it now, but we've been doing it for a couple of years. And I love and the clients love being able to see all of their creative and their metrics, you know, side by side. It's a monthly cost. And there's a lot of subscriptions that we do. I had to always make a case for an ROI when in some cases, you just have to jump and say, let's see how it works, test it. And if it doesn't, we don't have to do it. So I would say a dashboard's a good example, but it's pretty much everything, you know, like any new technology we're able to try. And that's the benefit of an entrepreneur is I'm able to weigh the pros and cons and I can get out if I need to, but I'm always going to err on. If my employees say, hey, we need this, I'm going to get it. Absolutely. I've heard that story recently from one of our clients who is sort of in that try something new position right now. Hopefully that works out for them as it did for you. Is there any advice you wish you could give yourself before you made the jump? Do it earlier. Yeah. Go back in time Go even now. farther. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And don't stress out as much, but that's normal. I think everything that I did was required for it to happen the way it did. You know, it was tough. I was lucky enough to have started at that other agency like 20 something years ago. So I didn't have any sort of a non-compete or anything. So when I left, my clients reached out and wanted to work with me and continue working with me. And I think it's just having a relationship over so many years and really really demonstrating my expertise in leadership. They had a lot of confidence in me. So 
Yes, I should have done it earlier, but I think everything happened at the right time, both my professional and personal life. So I don't know if I'd change a ton of things. Everything kind of fell into place when I decided to do it on my own. We didn't get an office, but then suddenly it was good because it was January of 2020 when we started the company and March, obviously, nobody had an office. So that worked out for us. So I think if you're afraid to do something, but you know, it's the right thing, just do it because things do fall into place if it's meant to be. And what a time to be going through such a huge transition. (laughs) It was. We were saying it was kind of nice because everyone was going through a transition at the same time, like the entire world, which took some of the pressure off, I would say. I agree. I agree. It was an unknown. I was lucky enough to have these existing clients. They weren't making bold moves at that moment. So it wasn't like, ooh, I'm going to try something different. No, we're going to go with what we know. We have to advertise right now because we don't want to go out of business. The clients that we had that could advertise did because they didn't want to shut their doors. They still needed to tell people that they were out there, even if they were doing business a little bit differently. That was a benefit, I think, in some ways. But we were new and we were trying new things and we were able to be nimble. One of our clients is a transit client and being able to have to change creative with the health department saying, hey, you've got to wear a mask. No, you don't have to wear a mask. Well, you can decide to wear a mask and having to change your creative on a daily basis. It was nice to be small and nimble enough to be able to do that for our clients. Absolutely. One of the things that's really important to you with Double Z Media is focusing on paid media because it's our expertise. How did you come to that decision to just sort of drill down on one specific aspect of advertising? There's a lot of factors that came into play when I started to kind of zero in on this. I would say it was a slow process that led me to it. I was working with a branding firm and they had suggested that when we rebranded our agency at my old agency, that we really come out and say, hey, you guys, we're doing this in-house. This is what we're doing. The other stuff, you know, we can help you with and we can facilitate, but own your brand, own what you're doing well. And then your vendors want to come to you for that specialty and they don't feel like they're competing with you. We worked with creative firms and they would hire other people to do media thinking that we would maybe use somebody else for creative. So it was confusing and it was like, no, we make our money off of paid media not having to facilitate creative, which that's not our wheelhouse. I think digital helped too, because with media being so fragmented now, if you don't do just paid media, you're really trying to do a lot of things. I mean, even big Madison Avenue agencies are splitting up their media department, have split up their media departments a long time ago and are totally different brands from the creative departments. It's just basically saying we specialize in metrics. It's a left and right brain thing. And they don't really go together. And they never really have. Even if you watch Mad Men and you'll see, it's like two different worlds. In the past, I think clients have, and they still do, they are really excited about their creative and their brand. But now with so much measurement ability out there and being able to see return on investment, I think they're starting to get that media buying is just as important. It's not this side thing that creative firms have to do just to make their awesome creative. So we are coming in and trying to help those creative firms be that arm as well as marketing directors and our clients, just not, you know, those people that think, oh, we might be able to do this in-house. And then they try to do it in-house and they're like, oh, this is too much. It's a lot to keep track of. We're not experts at measuring all this stuff. So that's where we came in. Yeah, especially now when there's so much you can measure, just figuring out what makes sense to track. (laughs) 
can be such a... Exactly, exactly. And I think that's another thing too. Some people think, well, we want this and we want this, but they haven't thought it through. They don't like their website right now, but they're judging clicks, but they want awareness. If they don't want to drive traffic to their website, they would probably want to click to call on a digital ad or do some broad awareness with television or with telephone numbers and that sort of thing. Or if they're a retail store, visit us. Sometimes people don't think all of that through. And that is sort of an overlap between the paid media strategy and creative, what the call to action is. Absolutely. And I feel like now more than ever, the media is the message too, meaning we are going in and we have to be and speak where people are. If they're on their social media, we don't want to sound the same as we do when they're forced to watch something before they're seeing a CNN news story on their phone. We want to have a different creative for that. And so we have to make those suggestions to the client or to the creative firm because they're not necessarily going to be able to come up with the strategy from that angle. So it it takes both of us working together to create a strategy. They're going to do the how and we're going to do the where. Rewinding back a little bit to the beginning of the agency... Was there a challenge that you encountered that you hadn't been expecting or perhaps a surprising success? Well, aside from COVID, I would say all of them, obviously, business management from an entrepreneur standpoint, finding the right people. And I'm not just talking about staff, but that's huge. But always finding the right people. If your bookkeeper, your accountant, everybody involved in your business, your lawyer, your business lawyer. I had to go through a couple of different accounting companies to find one that really worked for an agency that understood how we bill our clients and how every client is different. And really, this isn't somebody you can just hire who has a friend of a friend or something. You really have to find a specialty and be willing to pay for that because media buying billing is complex and every client wants things a different way, especially when you're dealing with government or nonprofit or a corporation or people that want to always pay in advance, that sort of thing. There's just different styles of client in media buying. Absolutely. Well, thank you for indulging me on this little trip down memory lane. We're at about time, but I do have one question before we wrap up. If you can share, what's something you're most excited for in the next year or maybe the next five years? Well, what I can share, I would say is I've been working with, for lack of a better word, I guess, some people to help my agency grow and having some real concrete goals for the agency and steps that are very clear to get there. So I guess going through and implementing all the things that we've been talking about, whether it be a guidebook for new employees that we're bringing on, whether it be a new CRM that we're focusing on and utilizing. I'm trying new things, business development, as well as different digital technologies and paid social technologies. Those two things, I guess there's a ton of them. And just to see where it goes, probably the number one thing I think is to see television turn into true impression-based buying so that we're not having to have different measurements and we can really compare apples to apples when it comes to, for example, streaming television where you're targeting an individual versus uh, broadcast slash linear television where you're talking to a big chunk of everybody and there's different measurements. So you can't compare in any kind of fair way because they're totally different. So I'm excited to have television not 
you know, nothing against Nielsen, but I think it needs to evolve. So I'm looking forward to television being something we can purchase programmatically and individually so we can target individuals on live TV. They'll have those pods that they have now, but we can insert in those live pods. That would be awesome. That's probably the most exciting thing. It's just something that I have always wanted to happen. If I could retire with that have happened, I'll be happy, I think. Negotiating broadcast is frustrating. It's hard to measure. There's no reason why it's not digital now, except for companies wanting to charge more, in my opinion, because they have inflated ratings. Well, impressions or audience impressions or whatever you call them, sure do have some distance to go to grow and change. And it will be very cool to see how that happens. Totally. Well, thank you again for spending some time with me talking about Double Z Media as an agency and a whole. And I think we're going to be talking pretty soon about some more paid media related content. I'll talk to you then, Laura. Oh, thanks a lot, Lise. Thank you for listening to the Paid Media Playbook. Want more content like this? Sign up for our newsletter at doublezmedia.com newsletter. You can also find the link in the episode description. 